Are you, like pretty much every parent of younger kids I know, looking for a smart entertainment option for your kids? Designed for kids ages six and up, Mysteries About True Histories, also known as Math, How Smart Is That?, is a weekly podcast full of time travel, puzzles, hidden equations, history, and humor. And while kids will enjoy the stories anchored around characters like troublesome trolls, pirate queens, and mysterious aunts, adults can benefit too. I admittedly delighted in learning a thing or two about Pythagoras and triangles in one episode. Every episode follows two best friends, Max and Molly, who work together to solve riddles and math equations during their time-traveling adventures. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code-breaking, pattern-solving, and more, all weaving humor in with education to make learning fun. Episodes drop every Thursday and are about 15 minutes long, a great length for transition times during the day or a bedtime treat. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Welcome to the Edit Your Life podcast. I'm Christine Ko. And I'm Asha Dornfest, and we're here to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. We share practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. And we help you take action with doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Oh, well, hello, Asha. <laughs> hmm. Hi, my friend. Oh, I. it's good to hear your voice. Um, I wish I could give you a big hug. Mm-hmm. And... I will just jump right in and say that uh, to say that things are painful and difficult right now, I think there aren't words that really fully express or capture that. And I'm even feeling like the word understatement feels like an understatement right now. Mm -hmm. I agree. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. And as you know, I was in a very dark place a couple of weeks ago. I think all of us are on a continual emotional roller coaster. You know, even before we started um, recording, you mentioned that our last episode was about frugal edits. And at that point, all all we needed to worry about was a global pandemic. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just insane. So I'm really glad we're going to dig in and talk about this. It's, a, it's just an enormously challenging time on so many different levels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm glad too. I feel like really there's you know, what else could we possibly talk about right now? Because in some ways, and I described it this way, this is how I feel. It it feels like we're in the midst of a storm, which is inside another storm. Mm-hmm. And it it is just, uh, I mean, no matter what kind of historical comparisons we can make, we have very few, if any, frames of reference, you know, for anything like this that has happened in our lifetimes. And it's disorienting and it's frightening and it's, you know, it, it it's maddening. I mean, to just say that out loud actually helps because this disorienting feeling is um, is really something. And just being able to talk to you, a person I know and love, and just to talk about it in this context with our listeners really, really helps. Yeah, I agree. I'm grateful that we're, we are having the space for this conversation. And I wanted to just loop back to something you just said about not having frames of reference for what's happening. I think, you know, one thing that I've said to my kids a lot is there's no manual for how to do this. We are living through something so huge and difficult. You know, your dad and I haven't lived through this. I mean, hopefully this will be one of the most challenging things you guys live through. I mean, 
it's it's crazy, right? I don't know if you've mm-hmm. been having conversations of that, just this weird framing issue. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know, here at home, I have, uh, you know, I have one student who had to come home from college. I have one, um, you know, high school junior who's now going to be a high school senior. So, you know, everybody's frames of reference have, you know, have been broken, basically. So every sort of we've had that conversation in so many different contexts. And, uh, you know, personally, I'm having that conversation, too. So absolutely. Yes. And I think the thing that's so um, uh, it's just so confusing because already with the pandemic, uh, you know, people's individual situations are sort of thrown into sharp relief. But now with, you know, demonstrations and protests happening across the country and, and conversations around that, it's 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 even one level higher than that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So let me just say, you know, to be clear today, we're going to be talking about how to keep going during dark times. And we just want to be really clear about what we mean by keep going, because as we record today, as I started to mention, Americans across the country, people across the world, in fact, are engaged in protests against police brutality against black people. And uh, these protests were sparked by the absolutely horrific killing of George Floyd by a Minneapolis police officer. So I just want to place that in context of what we're talking about. And our goal today is to help you find ways to care for yourself so that you can function in your life and feel okay and you can step up to help. So mm-hmm. I think it's really important that we talk about that right now because, you know, there really, there are no more sidelines right now. You know, we're in a place, as Christine said, that, you know, there's even understatement feels like an understatement. And our goal is to help you find ways to plug in and engage that honor your own personal circumstances. Mm-hmm. There are no more sidelines. Put that on a t-shirt. I mean, mm-hmm. Certainly, I know there are plenty of people who do not believe in racism. Um, imagine mm-hmm. my air quotes there. But there are also lots of people who I have never seen speak publicly about racism and privilege. And they're doing now. They're doing it now. Um, I also should note, I feel like we could do a whole separate episode on privilege and how to use it for good. <laughs> you know, that I think it's a that's like a scary term and a difficult term for a lot of people. But I'll just say here that we know this work is incredibly uncomfortable. Um, I actually wrote something recently, I'll link it up about how if you're uncomfortable, that means there's important work to do. So, you know, this is the time that we all need to, you know, do the work and dig deep and step outside ourselves in service of others. Um, and you know, we're hoping this episode will help you along on that journey. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, I just, there's just so much, there's so much more I could say, but I think we'll leave it there. And I, I'm, I'm just, again, so grateful that we have this space to be able to just talk about what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, um, but before we jump into our conversation, um, I have a personal announcement, which is in many ways, completely and totally related to what we're going to be talking about today. Um, as many of you know, uh, my dad passed away unexpectedly in early February and uh, I can only say that the aftermath has has been complicated and exponentially more so because of the pandemic. It really is. Um, and so with Christine's help, I am going to be taking a hiatus from our podcast 
this summer and will be returning in September. So, um, gosh, it sort of chokes me up to even say that because I just love this podcast and I love this. I love this time with you, Christine, but I'm taking this break so I can support my mom and recalibrate for myself. And um, so listeners, I just want to let you know that um, I also want to let you know that I have Christine, who is my dear friend to thank for making that possible for me and holding that space for me. And so I just uh, gratitude is another word that seems like an understatement. So anyway, friends, I just wanted to let you know that and um, my absence will be temporary and it's not even really going to be an absence. I'm just going to be taking a hiatus from active recording for for this short period. A seasonal sabbatical. Let's, mm. uh, you know, we can put it in academic terms. Yeah. Well, Asha, you know, as you know, I will miss you tremendously this summer. I know our listeners will. Um, and I think this decision is sort of the perfect illustration of our mantra. I mean, sometimes you need to edit and recalibrate and make space to deal with other things. Um, I love you. <laughs> I already can't wait for your return in the fall. Uh, but meanwhile, I will truly take great joy and comfort knowing that you are taking care of yourself and your family over the summer. So that is a really good thing. Yeah. Um, and I guess I'll just say finally, you know, more logistically for our listeners, um, edit your life will remain on this biweekly summer schedule. I already have some super awesome guests scheduled, so stay excited. And <laughs> I also have a fantastic surprise coming for you soon, but I'll just be, you know, super vague and leave it there. <laughs> Mm. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, let's move on to our tips for this episode, because actually the first thing I want to take, want to talk about is 100% related to Asha's announcement. And that is that if you have or need the ability to step back, do it. Um, I will link up a post I wrote about this very topic, but you know, a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned at the top of this episode, I just broke. I mean, I think for the first time since the 2016 election, I actually felt hopeless. And mm -hmm. that was really confusing because I'm an action-oriented person. And it also felt scary because I felt like, whoa, I have never in my life felt hopeless. You know, how am I going to stand up and be a functional human? Like, I have work responsibilities. I have children. <laughs> I now have a dog. Like, I, I was legitimately concerned. Um, and I suppose concerned enough that these feelings chased me off the internet for a few mm -hmm. days. Um, I felt like I just needed to not absorb more anger and whatever. Um, I hibernated. I worked really hard to process. I worked really hard to rest, which sounds like a little bit of a oxymoron or whatever, but, um, you know, and I will say that I had to wrestle with my own privilege about being able to take the space those few days to do that. But ultimately it was good and it was necessary. And that rest helped me come back quicker. And I will say Asha that in the last, um, I don't know, now it's a week or more since, since I came back that I have felt fired up. I have felt creative. I have felt like ready to give people the simple actions they usually ex expect from me. Um, and so it was necessary to break. So I'm just, well, to be broken and to take a break, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, let me just say your voice, since you have returned, there is a there is just this fire of purpose in your voice, which is um 
I in the past have like actually gotten the chills by reading some of the things that you write because I know the the sort of fierce love behind it. And that's what I'm hearing in your voice right oh, now. So gosh. that is what this that is what that rest and um, refilling has done for you. Like, that's what I am hearing. So I just want you to know that that's coming through loud and clear to me. And I will let me say something else about rest because I have been in, you know, involved with citizen engagement work and grassroots political organizing ever since 2016. And this notion that rest is required is absolutely a conversation that I have been involved with, with people in my town and my colleagues. And, you know, someone actually said, I'm not sure where I heard this, but someone said that rest is revolutionary. Now Mm. I, I'm, I don't know who said it, but it has really stuck with me because it is so important to understand that rest is actually part of the process of responding, you know? Yeah. So one never needs to feel guilty or ashamed about the need to rest. And if you have it, like you said, if you have the ability to take that space to do that rest, it's replenishing your energy in order to return stronger, just like you did now. There is such a thing as, you know, saying you need rest, but really needing to hide. And hiding is different. Hiding is shrinking away because you're uncomfortable Mm -hmm. uh, or because you don't want to, you know, you don't want to really step up and do what you need to do. Now, I, I say that without any judgment, because the fact is that we all shrink away from things that we're afraid of and we're uncomfortable, you know, and that hurt us or that make us feel uncomfortable. So. Only, you know, we're the only ones who can actually answer that question. You have to look inside and ask yourself without judgment, am I resting or am I hiding? And take this advice from someone who has confused those two things in the past. Hmm. It's not like I'm immune from, you know, immune to this. I have hidden in the past myself about various things in life. So, again, I think we all do it, but I think it's good to just take a moment and gently ask yourself that question. But the bottom line is. If you need the rest, you must take it. And Mm -hmm. it is it is part of the work that you're doing. I feel like rest uh, rest is revolutionary. I don't know. We need to either put it on something. I just (laughs) maybe it's just an Instagram quote. But um, yeah, I I can't plus one that enough. And Mm -hmm. I I really appreciate your distinction between um, resting and hiding. I hadn't really Mm -hmm. thought of that before. So Mm -hmm. super interesting. Yeah. Well, I, I've been thinking about it a lot myself these days because I have, you know, I, you know, pursuant to my, uh, you know, my announcement about, you know, about taking a pause from the podcast, I've had to really think about that myself. Like, is this rest that I'm taking or is I or am I trying to withdraw from the world? Mm. And I've really had to think about that personally because, you know, I don't want to withdraw from the world. If anything, I want to get closer to the world. I want to plug in more deeply to the world. Um, but. I think in order to do that, uh, I really came to the conclusion that what I need to do is rest. And and you did the same thing. Mm-hmm. So so I, I've I've really been thinking about that a lot. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So let me let me sort of uh, build upon what you're talking about when we're talking about rest here and remind folks to rest by doing things that actually fill you up and make you stronger. So, again, I think we all know the difference between real rest and what I think of as junk food rest. (laughs) (laughs) Real rest really does leave you refreshed. It leaves you feeling, you know, sort of replenished. 
Junk food rest leaves you distracted, but no less exhausted. So you're still exhausted mm-hmm. at the end. Uh, you're just not thinking about the stuff that's, you know, that that's overwhelming you or, you know, the real problems in your life or challenges or whatever. Don't get me wrong. We all love some good Netflix minging and I'm not putting that down. It's a wonderful thing. And sometimes we just need to distract ourselves, you know, and get ourselves out of a mindset as long as it's balanced with, you know, the stuff that really does replenish us, sleep, good food, daily movement, fresh air, and real social connection with the people we love and trust. Okay. So that's really, really important. So again, not judging anyone's TV binging or anything else, you know, cheap novel reading, whatever. Um, Just balance that with stuff that really fills you up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I'm actually remembering um, as, as you say that, that I have, um, a great post that just went live at Boston Mamas that includes um I kind of crowdsourced a bunch of books worth reading during a pandemic. So they like you know for people who love reading and and that really fills them up for me I'm one of those people. Um I have a great collection um which incidentally includes also some anti-racist reading. So um mm-hmm. there are a lot of things going on there. Mm-hmm. I also want to call out a fascinating personal inter- intersection here because we got a dog. <laughs> And, um, you know, I know you've just been waiting for an opening. I have been waiting. We got a dog. I know it's, it seems. (laughs) Which I completely support because I could talk about dogs all day. I know. I know. It seems very trite. I won't go too off the rails here um, to say that we got a pandemic puppy, but this has actually been a conversation in the works for like months. There was a poster presentation. There was a video presentation by the kids. Um, (laughs) and I finally, I actually finally broke because I was the holdout. And at one point, John and I were talking and he said, not about dogs and about something totally, totally different. And he said, you know, this pandemic is making me feel, it's making me really feel like we need to live the life we want to live. And that just cracked something open in me. So I I said yes to the dog. And within six days we had a new dog. (laughs) Um, And so the reason I'm mentioning it here is because one dog therapy is totally a thing. It has resulted in joyful distraction and more fresh air and connection time. Um, Mm -hmm. Like now I've never spent so much time in our backyard. It is delightful. Um, My kids and I now eat lunch outside together and we talk and catch up while James roams around. My kids named him after my dad, my late dad, which is so sweet. Um, So anyway, I guess I'll just say dog therapy is real. And <laughs> uh, more love, more love, more love. You know, what I mean? when you add more love to your life, it's generally a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, yeah, you know, yeah. people can if they want to see James, they can go to my Instagram account. It's like I'm not totally crazy, you know, dog mom there, but I, I'm somewhat crazy. Yeah. So <laughs> yet. <laughs> yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Asha. Well, we have a lot more to talk about, uh, and we will do that after a quick break. Understood is a resource I have recommended for many years to parents looking for support with learning and thinking differences such as ADHD, dyslexia, and more. And I'm subsequently excited to tell you about their podcast, Understood Explains. This season, the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. They cover topics such as how to tell if your child needs an IEP, common myths about special education, and the difference between IEPs and 504 plans. 
I love how Understood Explains breaks down the overwhelm by unpacking an important topic each season and then drilling down further into key basics in each episode. Most episodes are between 10 to 15 minutes, and episodes are available in both English and Spanish. So fantastic, right? To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains wherever you get your podcasts. Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics, depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff. Okay, friends, we are back. We are talking about how to keep going during tough times. And I'm going to start this part of our show with sort of the ultimate edit your life mantra. <laughs> and that is, you know, when things are bad, um, I think that removing unnecessary constraining things is just crucial. And I wanted to point out a little distinction here because I think you might be thinking, well, hey, the everything things we used to do, like in-person meetings, schlepping our kids around for sports, whatever, aren't there. You know, what could I possibly edit? But I will say that there's always something on your list that can go that really is truly optional. Um, and so, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I was in a really bad place. And during that time, I went through my recurring to-do list and I just started slashing and burning and getting mm -hmm. rid of the non-essentials. And it was incredibly helpful. And it sounds mm -hmm. so small, but um, actually one of those things, I don't think I had a chance to t talk to you about it, Asha, but I had been doing this daily photo thing and I was really committed to it. And it was all about like, it was the hashtag co-embraces and it was about, you know, embracing sort of everyday moments. And I felt like that was, I just, I, I couldn't do it after mm -hmm. George Floyd. Like I just, it just broke me. Like I, it just, mm -hmm. everything was broken. And so mm -hmm. that was one of the first things to go. And I felt so freed up after that. And I know that mm -hmm. sounds so trivial, but it was like, it was an essential non-essential to get rid of. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I just want to say it doesn't sound trivial. Now, I understand what you're saying. You're like, it was an Instagram hashtag. It was a daily photo challenge, uh, trivial. But, you know, we all have all the things that we do in our lives, like they they have meaning. And, you know, one of the things for you is that, you know, you finish what you start. You're consistent. You And you also care about being um observant and thoughtful in life. And, and it's a creative thing for you. Like there, there's so much that's bound up in that particular project that really is actually quite meaningful. And so I think that it's a big 
thing that you actually were able to just put that down and say, you know what? I need the space. I need mm-hmm. the space. And so that's good. That's really, really good. So I don't know. I think uh, that's the funny thing about our our lives and the little individual sort of moving parts in our lives. Each one of them is there for a reason. Not always a great reason, but it is there for a reason. And only we know what those reasons are. So I think it's I think this is a really great place to start. Um, and it's funny when you said, oh, well, you know, what else can I slash given that we're, you know, under a pandemic? Well, the first thing that came to mind to me was to lower the bar on cooking, you mm-hmm. know, so much food preparation. And um, for a lot of people and a lot of people, yeah, it's just a big thing, you know, not just the not just the cooking, the you know, acquiring of the food and the shopping, the whole thing. We've talked about it and, you know, we talked about it on on the podcast. And I think that it would be really great to just, you know, come up with a couple of simple things or just clear out your fridge of all the leftovers or whatever. Like have a few days in the week where you just really, really simplify the food. Mm -hmm. That's just one example of something that you can, uh, you know, a constraining thing that you can just crank down a little bit. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Ah, okay. So, um, my next tip is as much as you can maintain a gentle routine. So to me, if there's anything that is crystal clear to me right now, it's the knowledge that so much of life is out of our control and it's just more important than ever. It feels like to make mindful choices about how we use our time. And, um, again, I say this with no judgment. Um, I struggled with this myself. Um, because my first impulse during hard times, whether it's just, you know, hard because of logistic stuff or hard because of emotional stuff is to just completely jettison my routine and like crawl into my mental cave. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not what everyone does. Some people get super productive and get really focused on the details. And I, you know, withdraw from the details. And but every time this behavior really backfires on me and not just because of, you know, me dropping like, you know, details in terms of productivity, like it affects my health, you know, and, uh, you know, I'll, you know, I'll forget to, I won't get dressed or I'll, you know, whatever. And it's like, not that getting dressed is a big deal, but you know what I'm saying? I think the fact is that, (laughs) yeah, okay. It can be Uh, on, especially on video conferences. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, um, I shouldn't joke. The fact is that I feel healthier and I am healthier when I have, uh, some gentle routine in my life. So, adding some consistency to your days can really help balance the disorientation of this moment. And let me stress gentle, gentle uh, routine. I'm not saying you have to have a, you know, at 6.30 a.m. you do this, 6.45 a.m. you do that, unless that's something that actually helps you feel good about life. I mean, even just a little bit of a, of a sort of a cadence to your day can really help you feel like you're at least moving through your own life with some um, you know, some sense of balance. I agree. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I will underscore your comment that it can just be, you know, some simple goalposts on your day. You know, it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be a big structured thing. Um, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, so my next point I want to make is uh, definitely less in the realm of kind of self-care and, but it is a really crucial part of how we're going to keep going and how we're going to change things and how we're going to make progress. And that is to work on, you know, reframing and thinking more about your communication. Um, 
I'm thinking here in particular around privilege. And I know we talked about the fact that we could have a whole episode on this, but I'll link up some another post that I wrote. Um, and in a nutshell, you know, I wanted to just acknowledge that I think that for white people, there is a real confusing dual message that's going out where on the one hand, it's like, use your voice, you know, you're part of the problem if you're silent. And then the other, on the other hand, it's stop talking, just listen. You know, I, I feel like it's very confusing for people. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was thinking a lot about this and I wrote something where I was just basically saying, you know what, use your voice when you're ready to own what's happening, like truly own what's happening. And I detail and provide some examples and I'll link that up. Um, you know, so when you're ready to own what's happening, take a stand, elevate black voices and be silent and listen in those moments when you feel compelled to justify things or make it about you. So Mm -hmm. I just want to say that this is extraordinarily difficult work. Uh, For example, whenever I talk to people about privilege, someone always says, but I work hard. I'm not privileged. Right. So this is just, I just want to say that this is going to be a huge undertaking because we have all spent years and years and years, decades, you know, establishing our view of the world. So this is going to be tough work, but it's, it's just, um, I feel like it actually just requires sort of mindfulness about thinking more before we speak, you know, Mm -hmm. does this make Mm -hmm. sense? Uh, Absolutely. It makes sense. I, I found, um, I found that post that you wrote to be really um it was just really incisive and really helpful and um in your christine co way like actually an incredibly pragmatic way to approach what is an you know america's um core um problem you know racism is at the core of america and for us to understand it we have to be able to both speak up and be silent um, mm-hmm. for everybody to understand it. And I think, you know, right now, um, the more we can, the more we can tap into our empathy and just um, be connected to the ways in which we share experiences with everybody, the more this conversation about privilege will start making sense. Mm-hmm. And I think that. Um, you know, right now, this is this is actually such a heartening opportunity for people. I mean, you said earlier on in this podcast that you are hearing and seeing people talking about racism, privilege and um, police brutality, people who've never spoken about this before online or that you have noticed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing in my town of Portland, Oregon, I mean, and this is obviously happening around the country, people are showing up for peaceful protests that never would have shown up for peaceful protest, you know, two years ago, five years ago, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe they were still even learning about this issue. I I think that there is a, there is a massive show of solidarity and empathy that's happening. Granted, it's more complicated than that, but that is happening. And so I think we can all actually take that to heart and, um, you know, look around at what, Black people are saying and listen. And at the same time, don't be afraid to comment about it, you know, and 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 speak up. And I just think that I think doing this work right now is as important a work of as as important as anything else we could possibly do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, 
Yes. So um, thank you for bringing that up. I do feel like there's there's a lot more to talk about there. And hopefully we will continue talking about that online, you know, in the comments of the stuff that you've already written, because I think you've already really kicked off that conversation in a great way. So I would like to move on to my next tip, which sort of brings it, you know, back into the personal a little bit. And that is to connect with your loved ones in person. Um, again, I think that right now, um, you know, so much about the world feels unstable and scary. And when you connect with people you love and trust in person, it has this steadying effect. So mm-hmm. I really want to encourage you to hop on the phone, you know, get off the various messaging platforms, hop on the phone or a video call, take a socially distanced walk with a friend, reach out to folks, you know, you haven't spoken to in a while, just, just reach out to them and, and really turn the volume down on the media narrative. And uh, which is not to say become, you know, don't read the news ever again, but there, you know, the media narrative really is focusing on um, the discord and, and the, you know, violence and all of that. And there's so much more that's going on. Talk to and listen to real people. Um, I feel like a really important part of what makes it possible to keep going is keeping our feet really firmly planted in real people, real conversations and real experiences. Talk to and listen to real people. Asha, you are like the soundbite machine for this episode (laughs) because that is everything. That is everything. Well, it it really is because I mean it, it is it is you know when you look at the headlines you know and this is not a media criticism I'm not criticizing the media when I say this when you read the actual news like legitimate news in reputable sources it's alarming and so I mm-hmm. think it's just important to you know sort of fill that picture out with with more you yes. know the the reality is much more of a 360 degree viewpoint. And so that's what I am talking about here. Yeah. Wonderful. All right. Well, we have a couple more things we want to um, cover in this episode, and we will do that after a quick break. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Well, hey there, Busy Mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. 
don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. All right, folks, we're back. And uh, let's round out this episode with a couple of more tips. Um, My last tip of this episode is to shift some attention and time that you're spending on media consumption and instead move it to productive action. Mm-hmm. Um, so things like, um, you know, calling your representatives or writing postcards or reading books to learn more about anti-racism or stuff like that is what I'm talking about. So I just want to remind you that when you do that, you are not shifting away from being any less informed. So I'm never suggesting to people, you know, oh, don't read the news anymore. I, you know, don't, you know, I'm, I, I would never suggest such a thing. However, um, sometimes reading news and quote unquote becoming informed can feel like it's actually having an impact. And I want to remind people that it is sort of the precursor to having an impact. Getting informed is the first step, but the next step is you got to do something with that information and actually sort of make it manifest in the world. And so um, there are all sorts of ways to take productive action, but I just want to start with that idea. And I also want to remind you that you are not alone when you do that. You're joining thousands of other people who you can't see, you know, Mm -hmm. necessarily, unless you're talking to your friends about it, who are helping. So you're not going to see this kindness and progress on the news, but it's in fact the bigger story, I believe. And I am not just saying that because of my, you know, like optimistic and sunny nature. I believe truly that this is the bigger story. It's what I was talking about when I was saying that more people are out there talking about this issue of racism and police brutality against black people than ever before. I'm talking about this because, um, you know, two really important books about um, race relations in the United States are the top sellers on Amazon the last time I looked. That's a huge story. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you can donate. You can amplify black voices. You can sign up for your absentee ballot so that you can vote by mail. There are lots of productive things that you can do and we'll give you some ideas. Um, but the way to find time and energy to do that is to take some of that time for media consumption. You will be amazed at how much energy that will give you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so great. And this is reminding me that um, that has been incredible to see some of these titles on the top of the bestsellers, bestseller list and sold out. So mm-hmm. I just came across, a, I think it was a Time article today about um, uh, other other resources that have been recommended by, um, I think, Black booksellers or academics or something. Um if you're going and trying to get these titles and they're sold out, like some other things. So I'll, I'll dig up that article and link it up um, just to give people some more options. And I wanted to, you know, close out our central tips here to just um, nuance a little bit what you said about productive action, which of course, you know, I get all fired up about. (laughs) And I think this is just actually very sort of closing the circle on where we started. And it's to figure out where you 
can plug in in ways that work for you. Um, as Asha, Asha, as you mentioned, Asha, there are so many ways you can support and plug in. And I think there's two little nuanced elements. Um, you know, one is that you can, I feel like with any opportunity for action, you can sort of like dial it up or dial it down depending on your resources and your time and your energy and anything like that. So, you know, for example, um, if you want to donate, great. But if you don't have the money to do so, follow those organizations on social media. And then, you know, you can amplify their voices. If you don't know what to say, like, it's okay to not know, not have the words. Like, we don't always all have the words um, for what to say. Then simply reshare. Um, we will link up some wonderful Black voices to follow and amplify. You don't need to use any words. Um, and then, you know, another example, just to draw on what Asha just was talking about, you know, if you already have your absentee ballot sorted out, great. But then perhaps take it a step further, encourage a couple friends to make sure they're registered or sign up for postcards to voters, which I'm now obsessed with. <laughs> so I'm just saying there are all sorts of different ways you can sort of dial up or dial down and just plug in what in a way that works for you so you can feel like feel some progress on it. Mm-hmm. Can and I then, just pop in? Can I yeah, let me yeah, just yeah, pop in super quickly on that one? Um, because I think I was just talking to a friend, you know, when when you're saying plug in in a way that works for you specifically related to the pandemic. I have friends who have very much wanted to join peaceful protests and marchers, but have not been able to do so um, because they are caring for, you know, immuno suppressed people or whatever, and they cannot expose themselves to crowds. And so have not been at the demonstrations or protests. And I think those people felt they felt so bad about it. They want to show up. And so I just, again, that's just an example that there are so many different ways. Mm -hmm. So if there is one way that you can't do for whatever reason, please don't feel guilty or ashamed or somehow that you're, you know, you're not doing enough. Do anything and it will be more than what's happening. And that is something to be proud of and something to feel good about. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just the um, second little nuance thing I just wanted to um, make a note of is as you're figuring out how to, how to act, I think another thing that I've been seeing is a little bit of like, I don't know what to call it other than like bandwagon phenomena, (laughs) which Mm -hmm. is you see, see somebody doing something on social media and then you're like, okay, I'm going to repost this and do the same thing. And I would just urge you to look up the actual thing and whether it is actually a helpful action for you to post. I know Mm -hmm. it's, it's hard when you see, especially like when you see somebody who's you consider a trusted resource, but I, I just feel like you always need to kind of do your own due diligence before sharing something or jumping on some kind of social media bandwagon. Cause mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, I'll just mm-hmm. leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good thing to say. And I think it's really good too to know that when you, <clears throat> excuse me, whenever you post anything on social media, you're basically inviting conversation. And so, um, you know, before you post, you know, be prepared to have that conversation. But I, I just want to, I do want to say that it is, it is okay to make mistakes mm-hmm. as long as you talk about the fact that you make mistakes. And if you post something that you later on say, ah, oh, you know, uh, maybe that wasn't so helpful. It's really okay to later on either. Well, first of all, take it down. But second of all, say, yeah, you know, I posted something earlier. Maybe it wasn't such a great thing. And, you know, again, it's not about, not about us necessarily, but I think uh, it, 
in some ways, it reminds me of the conversation we had a long time ago, Christine. We had a whole episode called Modeling Imperfection. Oh, where yeah. Where we talked about how <laughs> for kids, you know, we make mistakes in front of our kids all the time. And when we say to our kids, ah, okay, I messed up. Uh, I need a do-over. I, I realized that, you know, I changed my mind, blah, 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 whatever. You know, like modeling that sort of um, accountability for our own behavior with our friends and social media, that's not a bad thing. So. You know, I I agree absolutely with what you said, and I want people to not feel too worried about like I'm not going to say anything because I'm afraid I'll say the wrong thing. It's mm-hmm. okay if you say the wrong thing. We all say the wrong thing. So I'm glad you uh, I'm glad you brought that up. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, I think uh, I think the bottom line, Christine, in what you're saying is that there are so many ways that we can that we can actually be part of the solution, and that that is the big story and. You know, our challenge is to take care of ourselves, but find one of those ways and start doing it. Yeah. We'll, we'll provide lots of inspiration in our, in our notes. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. All right, Asha. (laughs) Well, we need to wrap up this episode. So I would love to hear what your next edit is today. Okay. So I'm super laser focused on voting, uh, you know, and I want everyone to vote and I want everyone to vote safely. And so my next edit is to encourage you to go check out the website vote.org and sign up for your absentee ballot. And an absentee ballot is nothing more than a ballot that arrives in the mail. And mm-hmm. so it allows you to safely vote by mail. Now, the thing is that every state has different voting requirements and different requirements for absentee ballots. Um, some are easier than others. Some may not even have it, but most do. And so just go check it up. Just go check it out at vote.org. It works for every state and it takes minutes to sign up and um, it will allow you to safely vote at home. So it's a it's a wonderful thing to do. And I am really trying to spread the word to everybody to go check it out. Fantastic. OK, well, my your next edit for this episode um, is I'm going to link up an article in the show notes. Um, it's from tolerance.org. And as I mentioned earlier, when we were talking about books, um, there are so many great books that are being shared and I definitely recommend people trying to access them. And I've seen a lot of them are sold out or they're on back order or on the wait list for eBooks at the library. So that's great in, in the sense that there, there is clamoring for them, but then it also puts a barrier in front of learning. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um, I just was poking around to try to find a recent, like, really nuts and bolts basic article. Um, so this one that I'll link up, it it really explains racism, bias, and white privilege in a very compassionate way and offers steps on what to do next. So my your next edit is going to be to read that article. <laughs> Great. Great. Um, boy, folks, I, I'm just going to directly say, I think every one of you listening needs to go check out the show notes. Just Mm -hmm. check it out. We're going to put a bunch of great stuff in the links. And so, yeah, check it out. Um, You'll find the show notes for this episode, as always, including links to the resources we've mentioned, plus lots of great related episodes at edityourlifeshow.com. And this week, we'd like to know what's one way you're taking care of yourself during this difficult time. Hop over to facebook.com slash edit your life show and look for the question of the week pinned to the top of the page, or you can chat with us on Instagram at edit your life show. Thanks for listening. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? 
This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us.